This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. This week, we'll discuss new. We'll discuss. We'll discuss new efforts to fight the opioid epidemic and the progress we've been making a trauma intervention study with some possible ethical issues, and probably some other stuff that I couldn't be bothered to write down. With me today are my dear co-hosts. Say hello to first-year medical students Nick Lind. Hello. Kyle Kinder. Hello. Madeline Slater. Hey. And first-year PA student Justin Hababog. How's it going? Not Justin Hababag, as I've been pronouncing it, <laughs> but Hababog. Same difference. A <laughs> good Filipino name, right? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you guys have childhood nicknames? Like, yes. like nicknames, oh. nicknames that were used to hurt you. Mm. <laughs> yes. So yep. um, my last name is Slater. There are five people in my family, and sometimes the kids at school would say Slaughterhouse Five, like Slaterhouse Whoa. Five. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of cool. That's so <laughs> literary. Yeah. yeah, I would have, I would have ran with that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I ask because every time I read Justin's name, I think of handbag for some reason. I actually was like third place in a debate contest in high school and they actually wrote my name down as handbag on the big poster <laughs> that announced that I was in third place so um, that's the thing I got, I got Kyle Kindergarten a okay. lot because my last name's Kinder yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nick I I didn't really get anything I was, uh, some of my family members called me Nicky Bob oh because my middle name is Robert <laughs> so I don't know that that really hurts yeah I had uh Hitler oh wow oh, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, because Etler. Because uh, yes, yeah. Etler. Oh, Hitler. that's that's that's, that's still like zero to hundred, real quick. <laughs> or, yeah. or zero to yeah. Nazi. I don't yeah. know. Zero and, to Nazi. And my family called me. Uh, let's see. My father's nickname. My father's name for us children was Goon, as in Hey Goon, mm. or Goonie Bird. Uh, and then some members of my family called me Davy Doodle. With the goo goo googly eyes. <laughs> nice. Because that's a reference. <laughs> of course. No, of course. Okay. From like the 20s. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I just uh, just thought we would cover that because it's an important topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very important. Uh, we've got a listener suggestion from Tyler. Let's hear from Tyler now. Hey, Dave and crew. I just stumbled across this article. It's a bit old, but it is currently still ongoing. Essentially, it is a study on whether to provide invasive or basic life support for gunshot and stabbing victims. Hopefully, you have time to read the article and discuss it. I am curious to hear your thoughts on its ethics. Thank you. I am a big fan of the show now, and you all are my go-to podcast while walking to class. Keep up the good work. We'll, we'll certainly try, Tyler. Uh, Tyler is referring to a 2016 article about a study in Philadelphia. It seeks to determine whether it is best for penetrating wound victims like those who get shot or stabbed to receive advanced care, including inserting a breathing tube and supplying IV fluids or basic care, which includes, you know, hemorrhage control, bag mask, ventilation and dressing Mm -hmm. wounds only. Currently, advanced care is the standard. You know, they want to do everything possible to, you know, get that patient to the hospital. And so they do everything that they can. For instance, when someone is bleeding out, the most important thing is probably to stop the bleeding. One way to do this is to um, allow, uh, you know, so one way to do this is to allow clotting. But if you supply IV fluids, as in the current standard of care, it's possible that you're short-circuiting the body's natural uh, protective responses like vasoconstriction and clot formation. Um, Because I guess for clots to stick, uh, blood pressure may need to be lower. but, you know, adding IV foods raises blood pressure, could cause more internal bleeding. Anyway, so the study involves assigning EMT-transported patients a random number. Every num- evenly numbered patients get basic care. Odd-numbered patients get advanced care. Now, Tyler, I, for, before we get into this too far, um, mm-hmm. the study is on hold. Um, I did a little searching, and it turns out that they're not currently doing the study, um, though I don't know why it's possible 
that the study wasn't achieving the results it needed to continue or the whatever. But Tyler wants us to talk about the ethics of the study. Hmm. Um, so my understanding is that many studies compare the standard of care to new potential intervention that is maybe more active or stronger in some way or more invasive in some way. And the ethics in that situation aren't so complicated, right? I mean, you're doing more. So that's, you know, good. This may be a very, <laughs> very overly simplified view of, the, of your world. Um, <laughs> But this is different. This feels different. I wonder if, um, like, they got the idea because maybe they saw uh, outcomes for basic and advanced, and just in different places, is not not really seeing much of a difference, mm-hmm. right? So then, at that point, you could say, well, there's not much of an ethical issue, right? Because you're not providing worse care by doing one or the other, mm-hmm. right? Um, but let's see how it pans out in this setting. Maybe. What would be the purpose of not doing advanced care? So, well, I mean, the purpose of doing it would be to allow... So it's possible that by by using the advanced care techniques, you're, sh- you're just doing... You're, you're sort of doing an end run around what the body wants to do, which is to kind of slow things down you want a slow bleeding so you do vasoconstriction you you mm-hmm. you know blood clotting mm-hmm. um but because you're in advanced care you're like you know really intervening in um you want you're, you're trying to keep blood pressure up you're trying mm-hmm. to keep blood flowing um essentially but you know there are stab wounds and so you're bleeding internally all that kind of stuff i'm not sure i'm explaining that right but the point is you're you're doing something very active which may be which seems reasonable, but may actually not be because um, reasons. Yeah, and then I think a, another part of that too was also they er, they acknowledge like since they're in a big city, response times and like getting to the hospital is like a fairly quick thing as a compared to if you have an emergency out like in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's going to be a thirty minute trip and they're definitely going to bleed out and you like want to do something about that. So I think that's also a, something to take into consideration, just like the setting in which the study is being or was about to be conducted. They did a lot of work to um, inform the community about what they were doing and how they were going to do it and also give people the chance to opt out. So, you know, you had to have the foresight to, to know that you were going to get shot or and then, stabbed yeah. and wear a bracelet so that they would not. Wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah, it was a bracelet yeah. for five years. <laughs> that was their plan. Five year plan. They were going to do wow. this for five years. Yeah. There's an email form. Yeah, it was great. And um, I mean, they were they were, you know, trying to be cognizant of the ethical issues here. But at the same time, it seems like a very difficult study to to implement in a way that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's ambitious and, you know, you got to got to give them that. Yeah. I mean, it could just be like that uh that box you check when you get your driver's license if you want to be a donor or not (laughs) yeah do i want advanced life support or not Uh, that's a big decision though do you want to be a part of our study yeah i think most people yeah so they they did a lot of community meetings too so they could describe the study and describe you know what to do if you didn't want any part of it i guess yeah um uh, you know ethically it feels it feels iffy Mm -hmm. Um, to me though aside from the logistics it just feels iffy to me to sort of randomly assign people well I mean that's what that's what studies do though yeah yeah but uh, you know I feel like you're less of an like a voluntary participant if it's like an emergency situation oh yeah so it it kind of changes like if you sign up for a clinical trial Yes, your your life like may be in danger, but you're still like signing up for the trial. I guess that's what they're asking you to do, though. I mean, you're by wearing except you're the sort bracelet. of opting out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then that's of... the difference, like between opt in and opt out. Okay, so then what if you didn't hear about it? You know, like that's yeah. no fault of your own that you just randomly got into a study without your consent yeah. because you didn't go to the town meeting that day, or if you, I mean, if you never assumed that you were going to get shot and you yeah. and you are. Or, Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, usually we, if we have another good form of care that we know works, you know, we're frequently not like just withdrawing all care. You know, we're we're continuing to do the other f- normal course of care. I guess that's happening in in this case, but 
you know, there's a physiological basis, but I, I don't know. Well, they also I don't know that we have enough data saying they that it's good. they actually did have background studies to suggest that this would be a more effective treatment, and there were more like the retrospective studies that looked back as mm. opposed to the you know like case control studies that are going yeah. forward, and that's kind of how research you know goes. Like you find your evidence based yeah, on I'm stuff sure that they, you can't control. They probably based it on retrospective. <laughs> It's but good the, having you here, reading the article before the, uh, myself. <laughs> the thing that I was struck by was the quotes from, um, I'm not sure if they were the study uh, designers or, or if they were just commentators on the study, but the, one of the quotes was like, you know, well, we got to find out. So it was basically a utilitarian argument. So, you know, mm. we got to find out, so we got to do it. So that's ethical, which... Yeah. Okay. I don't know much much about you know the formal study of ethics, but um, I think that sounds similar to the end justifies the means, and so yeah. I'm not so sure how I I don't know personally would yeah. feel about that. Yeah, I know you have like the autonomy, beneficence, non maleficence, and yeah. that kind of goes against the actually, autonomy of yeah. the yeah. people participating. I think yeah. in this case, I mean there there is the like this underlying philosophical question at hand. Like, do you allow the body's natural processes to uh, correct what's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, by not providing all of the advanced life support, or do you like try to override that with artificial intervention? Right. With the mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of medicine, yeah. though. So a lot of our, yeah. so, so a lot of we're our, not gonna just let cancer right. go. Oh, of course not. Like, yeah, your body will heal itself from yeah. any illness ever. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's a slippery slope for sure. But yeah. a lot of these, sort of a, a lot of ideas the, about how we treat trauma patients. My understanding is a lot of these ideas come from battlefield medicine, hmm. and my thought is that those are in a way experiments already taking place so at some point you know there were no iv fluids and there were no um you know intubation mm -hmm. procedures or things like that and so you know we already knew that that didn't work so well hmm. but at the same time you know at in those situations you know help might not be 30 minutes away it might be you know hours away or mm -hmm. or never in uh in the old days or whatever so yeah. And I think that's what this study is kind of testing too. Like, if you have the ability to get someone to a hospital quicker, are these procedures necessary, or are they even really helpful? Doing more, yeah, yeah, mm. potentially also, more harm than good. I just kind of also want to ask too. Like, did they ever like ask the paramedics if they want to participate? Yeah. Like, that's kind of messed up. If you like really believe that this is what you want to do, and you you don't particularly believe in the science, and they're your patient. And you know it's your license on the line if something bad happens to them, and then you make them participate oh, in the study without asking them. I'm like, I would hope that that they had some buy-in from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they, otherwise they would be like, I'm not. You know, I don't care about your study. Yeah, like I don't know that that just struck me that they didn't he, mention that at all. So in the article it says. Um, you wouldn't expect a lot of grousing yeah. from yeah. paramedics, even though it'll effectively dictate what they do in the field. And they just talk about how like. You go to any paramedic in the city, um, and they will also endorse that they don't have all the appropriate evidence to make those decisions. So maybe they would be on board, but they're just making that assumption, yeah. like yeah, in the article. Oh, so. I'm sure it'll be That's fine. Kind of, yeah, I'm sure they'll like. It. They'll, they'll love it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. It's great. So, well, Tyler, thank you for the uh, suggestion. Um, I don't know if they if they ever take the study off of hold. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll find out, but mm. I couldn't find out why. I did, I did a little. I did a lot of searching and couldn't find out why they put the study on hold exactly. Well, also in the article it says if we find out this is not working, we'll stop the study. So right. maybe it wasn't. Maybe working. it wasn't working. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, thank you, Tyler. Hey, you guys. Good what's news. What's up? Donald J. Trump has signed some big old legislation to fight the opioid epidemic. He said the bill marks the beginning of a year of action. And that we are going to, quote, we are going to end it, or we are going to at least make an extremely big dent in this terrible, terrible problem. Uh, the bill, which was passed with uh, wide support, bipartisan support earlier in October, which seems like a rarity these days. Mm -hmm. um, it's aimed at finding new drugs that knock out pain but aren't addictive and expands access to substance abuse treatment for Medicaid patients. Trump also announced public-private partnerships to fight the public health crisis to administer drug disposal programs, streamline medical records, increase public education efforts, 
and support people in addiction recovery programs. Among those names already committed, companies best positioned to help in the fight, including Amazon, Blue Cross Blue Shield, CVS Health, Johnson & Johnson, National Head Start Association, Walgreens, Walmart, and everyone's favorite public health juggernaut, MyPillow. <laughs> I remember right. seeing that. To which yeah. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what does that jerk have to do with it? You ever see this commercial? I, I think I've seen them being sold in like Bed Bath & Beyond or something like that. Yeah. He had mm. a, they're, I, they're not well reviewed uh. as far as I've seen <laughs> my pillow, but apparently... Um, they're better than they're better than ordinary pillows. The first thing what? I thought of was pillow pets, but oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a different. No, thing. that's a different thing. That would be awesome, though. I want to. We got to get pillow pets involved. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how they're best positioned to uh, help with this. Like, are they gonna like turn their pillows into uh, <laughs> like you know opioid pillows? Well, it depends. <laughs> no, I think they're just donating money. Yeah. yeah. Corporate sponsorship for legislation. That's cool. fair. I don't know. I'm a little. A little skeptical. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, sure. Okay. My pillow. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on my pillow's uh, 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 public health efforts. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you know, it, it. You know. Okay. If you think it's easy to come up with these these ideas, you're wrong. Uh, President Trump has graciously agreed to come by the big D oh, uh, and let you pitch some ideas to him. Welcome, Mr. President. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. Uh, it's good to have you here, Mr. President. Um, I've got a container here. I've got two containers here, two cups, in fact, right in front of mm. you, um, uh, with some as-seen-on-TV products and another containing some public health issues. I'm going to ask my co-hosts, uh, Mr. President, to draw from each and see if they can pair them together in some way that makes any kind of sense <laughs> at all. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um... So uh, yeah, there's a there's a cup one and a cup two. Uh, why don't why don't you start, Madeline? Draw one from each, and see if you can figure out how these will help. So I have to connect these two ideas. Yeah, what's the uh, public health crisis first? Bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The nice. scourge. It's a big scourge. deal. Yeah. And. Yeah. Shake weight. Oh, yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's listen to the commercial for shake weight. So, you, in case you don't remember, shake weight is the flab-busting breakthrough that trims your arms and shapes your shoulders at the same time. <laughs> back of my arm, definitely in the tricep area. Oh my gosh, I can feel the definition already. She can, That's a real workout. She could feel the definition already as it was happening. Yeah. yeah. What is awesome. the definition of already? <laughs> <laughs> Can, do you, can you figure out a way to, to link these two? So encephalopathy, encephalopathy um, is the enlargement of the brain. So... Is it? Or head? Or, head, right? or, or, head. or head. Or head, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah in general. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And shake weights are supposed to provide definition. So maybe rather than like making the head bigger, it's mm -hmm. just going to provide your head with more definition so yeah. if you place it maybe under your pillow or strap it to your head <laughs> your like nod you'll vigorously. have a more figure friendly head yep. <laughs> and and that will uh in cows yeah. yeah i i think a lot of cows have just really ugly undefined heads and we need to yeah. fix this immediately they're yep. sort of globular and yeah mm -hmm. sometimes have horns yeah, you can you can place it when you like brand cattle or you put the tags on. You just make it part of the process. Okay, very good. That's that's an idea for yeah. you, <laughs> Mr. President. Um, what do you what do you think of uh, what do you think of that idea? And it only makes common sense. Yeah, mm. yeah, clearly, I agree. Obviously, yeah. true. All right, uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't one of the others of you go ahead? Kyle, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so we... Uh, What's your public health crisis yeah, first? Right. Uh, public health crisis is ingested plastic. Oh, yeah, we've been reading uh, a lot yeah. about that, uh, people pooping out plastic these days. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that, so that was in the news, yeah. So fortunately, though, we have the slap chop. Ah, mm -hmm. okay, well, let's uh, just to refresh your memory, here's uh, Vince, what's his name? <laughs> now, you love salad, you hate making it. Do you know you hate making salads? That's why you don't have any salad in your diet. Mm -hmm. Watch this, one slap... 
Salad. I love pizza too, but once in a while, get the veggies in. At least throw it on top of the pizza. You're gonna change your eating habits. <laughs> there you go. Wait, is this one of those things that you go like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You go like that. Yeah. <laughs> like the podcast people can see yeah, that. That, yeah, translate, yeah. that translate well. Yeah. I I had one of those in my last apartment. I think they're actually pretty good. My I mean, roommate, her family grows pecans, and so. We use them to chop pecans, but then I also started using it for garlic and onions. Oh yeah, mm. oh I, yeah, because you don't want to get it all over your fingertips, right? It's yeah, just, yeah, you can never get it I all. I kind of like that smell. Is that weird? No, it's, it's not weird. As okay. an Italian person, okay, I, you know, mm. I just I cry every time. With onions. <laughs> you know, you, you got to chop onions the right way. Do you know how I, to chop? Here's, here. I've used good knives. I've watched no, no, no. YouTube videos. I I once resorted to wrapping saran wrap around my eyeballs to keep the I kept my chemistry goggles around yeah. for chopping. It yeah. didn't really work. I what I like have discovered is that, okay, so I'm going to try to describe this in visual terms. What I have discovered is that if you take the onion and you mm -hmm. chop it in half through the root. Okay. Okay, so that it stays together. Yeah, and then you do the little... And like then you do, you know, you, then you put it down, flat down, put one half flat down on the table, chop down, and then chop across, and then chop in the other direction, you get nice little cubes. I don't have that similar Still problem. Still doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I have extra, I have special eyes. The other key mm -hmm. is to get fresh onions because fresh onions don't really have the problem. Really? It's the, uh, yeah, the old onions that have been sitting in your Even pantry green, for green ages. Even green onions do it. Dang. Mm. Well, maybe my eyes have just adjusted to the, they're, they're, they're older. <laughs> the they have more on, my eyes onions. are older. They have more I experience. just always make <laughs> someone else do it if they're around. There you go. Actually, that works. I actually like chopping onions now. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, slap chop. And what's your and what was your public health crisis again? It was uh, 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 it was ingested plastic. Yeah, yeah. So I I would definitely say before using your slap chop, you should probably remove your vegetables from the plastic wrapping. Oh, nope. mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very fair. That is a good point. You don't um, want to contribute to the problem. No, no, definitely not. And don't don't also don't eat the don't try to slap chop the vegetables that are on display at the at the sushi restaurant. Oh yeah, because mm. those are all those fake. are plastic. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. and very expensive. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. You have to rent them, actually. <laughs> what? Say what? Because also, maybe. Oh, keep going. I'm not saying because, like, if you buy it once, then you like run out of market, so they rent them out, and you have to pay to have the fake food like per month, and that's how the same. Go business. on Amazon huh. and buy some fake. F There's like food. This, I mean, this might be more for, like food. the actual fake dishes that people put. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. but there's like an organized crime syndicate behind. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> you want some fake food? Yeah. <laughs> I got some fake food for you. <laughs> like all the mattress stores. How how are there more than one mattress store oh, in any God. city ever? Yeah. Like and they're some all the sort of conspiracy. They're yeah. all the same mattress. Speaking yeah. of mattresses, I, I before right when I got here I got a nectar mattress uh nectar. online. Yeah, nectar. Yeah. And uh and and it came with these two pillows too that were like <laughs> They were just these free pillows, you know. It was like an ad. It was like a promotion, and um, I think they were just trying to get rid of the pillows because <laughs> they're terrible. They're just like they're so big and and thick. They're but they're not decorating pillows, right? Like I mean, you yeah. can't just like throw them on a couch because they look like. Do you do you like a thin pillows? A, a thin pillow? I, I like a medium pillow. You know, I sleep on my side. Yeah, I do too. I, I can't sleep mm -hmm. on my back. Yeah, mm -hmm. but apparently sleeping on your back is good for the spine. Maybe that's the position that my pillow is trying to take. There you mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so your your position is simple: slap chop keeps plastic out of your diet because you're going to remove the plastic to before you chop it. Or yeah, maybe definitely. the chopping will expose if there's any plastic in there, oh. and then you can more easily remove. Right. Mm -hmm. Or it'll no. chop it up so finely that you don't even know you ingested it, and it's no longer a problem. You're not making Becomes a great cell. Okay, well, what do you uh, what do you think, uh, President Trump? I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Sounds about right. And I will tell you this, and I said it very strongly. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're sticking to it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, here's a here's another one. Uh, go ahead and uh, Nick. Why don't you go ahead and pull a couple of uh, things? All right. I a have public, public health threat. Ebola. Oh boy. <laughs> nice serious one. Yeah. Classic. That's... And the thigh master. Oh, surely. <laughs> yeah. How how you guys remember the thigh master? Let's hear from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. let's hear from its original spokesperson. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say I once, I once had Nebola. Nebola. <laughs> 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 
Let's hear from Suzanne Summers. You know, most women say jiggly thighs are their biggest problem area. Mm. They work out. Today, the solution is better than ever with Thighmaster Vibrato. You just put it between your knees and squeeze. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anybody have a thigh master in their past? No. Uh, I think my mom did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I remember seeing it. I'm pretty sure uh, we had one too. Yeah. We only broke it out when people came, when when like cousins came to visit, <laughs> so that we could laugh. But yeah, that was that was a that was a good one. How how would thigh master? I think this is a Ebola tough one. Then? I mean, bleeding from orifices no uh, <laughs> doesn't really let's seem not like. go there <laughs> God, maybe it helps gonna... you with your kegels yeah yeah maybe well, you can... yeah i don't know it's if that's a, that's a stretch <laughs> i don't know if that's a big <laughs> issue for literally. ebola sufferers is uh, yeah needing kegels yeah. or even needing stronger thighs yeah. I, yeah. I think they just need to but I mean, when you're suffering from Ebola, do you really want to also have to worry about flabby thighs at the same time? It's true. That I is mean, an excellent point. That's, that's Good very job, true. Justin. That yeah. is maybe, an excellent. Maybe point. they use it to put pressure and help clot. Well, <laughs> yeah. So they're not bleeding everywhere. Mm, I think that's it. I think the more you exercise, the less blood you lose. Right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> maybe. Perhaps we should go back to those ambulances. <laughs> tell them to just exercise their their you know gunshot yeah. Exercise can help with the immune system. So if oh. they exercise more, mm. they're less likely to get Ebola. That is a very, very good point. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. I think that's the best I can do. Okay. I don't yeah. wish Ebola on anybody. No. Yeah. No. Well Thanks, I don't for, think, thanks I don't, for making that clear. <laughs> I, what, I, thought, I thought we had a really pro Ebola stance as a whole, and now I'm the odd one out. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you pick some there, uh, Justin? All right. Uh, so I got H5N1, as oh. well as the uh, bird flu, right? So not H1N1. H1N1 was swine flu. Swine right? flu. Swine oh nine. Yeah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is bird flu, I think, right? Uh, I bird think so. flu. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and and in the uh, the device, the titty bear. Yeah. <laughs> what? Let's let's T i d d y bear. Clarification. It's one of the less familiar ones. Maybe let's listen to this one. Does the shoulder strap of your car cut into your shoulder? Yes. Oh. Your shoulder strap too tight these. and annoying. Introducing the titty bear, oh. the cute little guy that eliminates all those problems. Designed to make driving more comfortable. Yeah, all right. Call it that. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the the commercial features uh, mostly uh, exclusively women, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so maybe why. if you're if you're of a of a certain uh, buxomosity, uh, mm-hmm. the Riding strap might get in the way, and so you put this this little stuffed bear. Uh, strap it to your seatbelt, and it goes between you and the seatbelt, and it and provides a little comfort. All right, a little titty bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, wow. how can the uh, titty bear help with your uh, public health? Which is which is what again? H five N one. Yeah, yeah. Even now that I know what it is, I'm still not exactly sure how this is supposed to help. But uh, mm. well, can if I... my pillow can do it, yeah. You know, titty bear can do it. Titty bear. Maybe yeah. you could like strap a bag to the titty bear to help, so it's like right there in yeah. case you have to spew into uh, the bag. Yeah. Okay. Call it a titty. Does H five call it a titty bag? Maybe the the um. <laughs> I think the best way to use it would just be to use it to fight away the birds that are to come after you. That's what I was saying. Maybe birth. they would be. <laughs> Afraid. Oh yeah. yeah, they could produce a, a, a like a scarecrow, a scarecrow, scarecrow version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. only instead go. of a yeah. yeah. It'd be a titty crow. Titty a crow. Titty crow. <laughs> yeah. I think Kyle just is enjoying. Saying it. <laughs> and let's be clear, he's not saying T I T T Y. He's saying T I D D Y, which yeah. is okay, mm-hmm. which is much yep. different. Um, That's right. Which clearly, <laughs> clearly, the makers of Titty Bear were counting on like a little, <laughs> a little bit of a shield there. <laughs> Legally, um, I think it's a soundproof argument. You um, could probably have Titty Crow. <laughs> uh, titty Crow there. with the bag around its uh, neck. Yeah. What does Mr. President think? Well, uh, you know, and, I, I think he... Uh, well, I don't have to really get into specifics. No, I, <laughs> I, I think you yeah. probably should avoid that. I fully understand. Good. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a yes? I think... Uh, yes! And yes! Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think he finds it a good idea. All right. 
well, good. I think we've done some good here today. Uh, were there any more? Mm. Um, I, think uh, we, I think we exhausted our. Um, oh, there is there's there. another pair. Wait, what's Here, what's the public one? health crisis? Oh, right. There is one more. What's the public health crisis? There's two more. Anti-vaxxers. Oh, okay. anti-vax. <laughs> All right. And uh, the uh, the Lo device? The long-reach comfort wipe? Oh, well. <laughs> I guess already see a link. Let's let's first let's <laughs> refamiliarize ourselves with this as seen on TV product. For over 100 years, we've been scrunching and folding toilet paper. Oh, Finally, gosh. there's a better way. Comfort Wipe, the sanitary paper extension arm and holder. The first improvement to toilet paper as we know it since the 1880s. Wow. <laughs> since the 1880s. 1880s. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is a this is a uh, a wand that you oh. uh, that you uh, put the toilet paper in on the end, and then you can use it to to reach your nether regions to uh, mm. affect a little a little hygiene. Really? Mm. So maybe um, traditional wiping methods also cause autism. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, I actually do don't we, believe that. Do we need to so, do any science? Uh, Probably not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, would 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 uh, w it would perhaps using the comfort wand uh, obviate the need for vaccines altogether? In an ideal world, possibly. I, yeah. I think so. I think it only if it had crystals infused oh. into the handle. Crystals are good. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would be. That would yeah. be. You need crystals. Mm -hmm. That would be easy to do. I think. Yeah. Your think. immune system would be so strengthened that you would not even need vaccines. Mm. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Donald? I have really nothing better to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then you use crystals to wipe your butt. Yeah. I get it. He yeah. probably has crystals yeah. on his wand for wiping. Like, they're, wow. they're, they're probably like rubies or no, something. No, he would have a Louis XIV uh, style <laughs> uh, butt wiping wand. What I say is what I say. <laughs> sure. Oh, indeed. indeed. Okay. He's no always, you no know what I like about, about him? He's always so articulate. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And to the point, very direct. Yeah. Yeah. Very direct. I'd like to see a, a debate between Donald and George W. There. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. But the topic wouldn't be anything political, right? It no. would just be like, no. Ma maybe over paintings. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen some of it'd his be work. Like, it'd be like race car bed or bunk beds. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why not bunk bed race cars? Mm. <laughs> Never the twain shall meet. Mm. Oh, okay. Come on now. That's too much. That's All ridiculous. Right. One of the cars would be flying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plane. Kind of cool. That's ridiculous. And then car on the bottom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Everyone would want the plane. Well, cool. look, uh, maybe we won't, won't have to worry much about the opioid crisis. Uh, as um, Just before the, the announcement of this uh, cooperation between MyPillow and Walgreens and all that kind of stuff, um, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar noted that drug overdeaths have dropped 2.8% at the end of 2017 and early 2018. Doesn't sound like much, but... Um, I, I did a little research, um, and according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, dead fr deaths from natural, semi-synthetic, and synthetic opioids have been cr climbing steadily since the early 2000s. Really no break in that climb mm -hmm. um, for the last, uh, you know, I'd say 18 years. Um, and, you know, so that would mean that it is, in fact, the first dip in 17 years. Maybe um, progress is being made. So... What We'll what? end that on an up note. Yeah. Were you gonna? I, well, I was. What's a? What is a, a semi-synthetic opiate? A synthetic no, I have, opiate? I have no idea. Um, Does anybody know what a semi-synthetic opioid is? I don't know. I would say fentanyl is the obvious synthetic opioid. Mm. Okay. And uh, uh, morphine is a uh, not synthetic opioid. So okay. Heroin. Heroin synthetic or like semi semi synthetic? It's it's opiate opiate based, right? Yeah. Okay. Got nothing. Got nothing for you. I don't know. What, what was the I percentage? Thought of looking, I thought of looking that up. Yeah. Do I get credit for, yeah. for that? Click to Google. Yeah. Uh, what was the dip percentage? 2.8. 2.8%. Yeah. Figures are preliminary. Okay. So, you know, don't get too excited, but, yeah. you know, it could be that we're starting to make some uh, some progress. Have there been some new me new measures in, in, in a... Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, there's a lot more tension. 
attention I, to to the problem and i think we're uh through organizations like the iowa harm reduction coalition um mm -hmm. with your classmate uh sarah ziegenhorn mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. um, organizations Oxycodone, like semi-synthetic oh mm -hmm. there you go yeah, there nice um you know there's some inroads being made i mean the key here is is death so yeah deaths from drug not necessarily um overdoses over themselves. drug addiction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, so you know yeah. um i'm pretty sure i read somewhere do not remember the source so take it as you will but um okay. opiate deaths in iowa um have decreased this year for the first time yeah in a long time mm. yep um awesome yeah 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 we're making we're making progress um you guys medicine mm -hmm. advances in fits and starts yeah mm. what seems legit one decade can be deemed stupid the next but you know i'm nothing if not an avid historian of medicine and if we don't look backwards <laughs> to where we once were we won't know where we're going will we mm -hmm. I, no <laughs> now that i read that <laughs> it sounded sounded pretty deep um so let's see if you know about these treatments that were once boss and are now bleh. <laughs> also boss i wrote right boss oh, yeah all right picture this it's sometime in the 17th or 18th century and you're feeling terrible in fact you're on death's door and need immediate life-saving treatment there are no ambulances there are no you know emts this then, state-of-the-art emergency intervention was administered using a resuscitator kit, mm. and it survives today in a, an expression that means trying to mislead someone, though it is no longer in use. Mm. Mm. Do you know what this early life-saving intervention is? To mislead. Sandbag. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, just chuck them at. Wait, can you read hey, the last part again? It survives today as an expression that means trying to mislead someone. Hmm. Um, to deceive? No, that doesn't seem like a. It's, it's an expression that we I use. I will deceive commonly. you, and you will be cured. Yeah. It's an expression we use commonly today. Uh, yeah. What oh, are we really? hearing again? You're just death. Death. Okay. death. Hearing death. Hearing Impending death. death. Uh, it's mm. a it's an emergency treatment keeping death at bay emergency mm. misleading misleading yeah. by the way can you tell that okay so last week uh i was too busy to podcast jason uh stepped in with a really nice interview with sarah smarsh uh about um uh about being poor and needing health care in this country great interview i was not able to do any podcasting last week because i was putting on this conference this week, I'm so much more relaxed. The conference is over. I don't give a shit <laughs> about like putting an actual show together. So I'm just going to do some fun stuff today. That's what that's Sounds what my awesome. goal is. All right. So here we go. Anyway, back to the back to the mm -hmm. ranch. Mm -hmm. All right. Shall I put you out of your misery? Do you? Yeah. Please. I have no clue. Something. This is, is a tobacco enema. <laughs> what? Uh, using a kit of tubes and bellows, <laughs> doctors would literally blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> Of nearly, That's the best. of nearly dead patients <laughs> hoping to warm their insta insides and kickstart respiration. Oh, my oh, God. Um, I do not want to be that physician. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, a lot of stuff like that. God. Yeah. Oh, wow. In the mid-19th century, the mind and its disorders weren't well understood, but you have to start somewhere. And in this case, somewhere was a chair. Hmm. Patients were blanked until they passed out in hopes that whatever was inside their brains would be shuffled around, curing them of schizophrenia and other mental illnesses. Uh, slapped. <laughs> Is this some sort of like electric shock, shock treatment? Yeah. No. Mm, but no, they still okay. do that, just in a yes, safer they, way. They do that. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be effective, which mm -hmm. is an example of something that, you know, at first you're like, well, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it turns out to actually have some utility. Mm, really? So oh, they were in a Yeah, chair. slap silly, I feel like, kind of makes sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's uh, not, not what I'm referring to, although that may also be something. That... And is this also common speech? Or... No, no. This no, is, this oh, is just okay. something. Okay. Yeah. Every time I think of someone strapped to a chair, I think of that one scene from James Bond. Which which one? You want to tell, like, he... I'm not going to describe it, but <laughs> they, they have a chair, and then they rip out the bottom, and then James sits on it, and then there's some stuff that happens. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the Daniel Craig Bond. I can't. Uh, okay. There's some. Uh, there's some stuff that happens. I thought I was familiar with uh, no, most of the it's James like Bond. He has, the guy has the rope, 
and he swings it and oh i remember that yeah one. right yeah and what he, happens he so <laughs> mr trump do you know do you know what happens in the but in we the, don't know no uh, all right well maybe we should just <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh <laughs> I, <laughs> riveting podcast yeah. i hope uh I hope our listeners know what happened to poor James Bond <laughs> in his bottomless chair. Anyway, they were spun. Other treatments. They were just oh, whirled about oh, okay. in, their, in, this, in this special whirling chair. Wow. Um, so I could, that the, the, I could see that helping. That Maybe all pleasant. of their brain parts will get put back in the right place. Yeah, they were yeah. spun until they passed out and they woke up. Hopefully they were cured. Um, other treatments <laughs> included putting patients into an insulin coma. Um, oh. Yeah, and everyone wow. knows about the good old frontal lobotomy. So, mm. yeah, medicine is a young science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ancient Egyptians were pretty progressive. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. Um, although their liberal ideas didn't always work out. For instance, this is a two-parter. Blank was important to some of them, as evidenced by the practice of putting dried crocodile dung into their <laughs> blank. Oh my god. Hmm. Mm. If I were an ancient Egyptian, what blank would I put in my blank? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where, how we get into the... No. Where would I want my crocodile tongue? Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. In, in, I'll give you a hint. Mm. Um, this might be a little bit too close to home, but I think, I think uh, if it was effective, Madeline would be most likely... Oh, to benefit. No. Oh no! <laughs> really? I, I, I'm assuming. I, I, I'm assuming things about Madeline that I have no. You're probably right. Real uh, basis for for assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Well, she's obviously the only blonde amongst us, right? I'm not blonde. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have light brown hair. Okay. okay. I uh, might be well. colorblind. I apologize. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> um, you're gonna you're gonna I'm put it in her I'm also the Jetta. only female what? amongst oh, you guys. Really? Mm, yeah. I, I I don't see gender. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gender blind? Mm-hmm. What's your pronoun? Oh, uh, that's I, it's fluid. It's fluid. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't want to I don't want to be fair. pigeonholed. Um, no, uh, yeah, the first blank is family planning, oh, and I think you can imagine what the second yeah. blank is. <laughs> oh. yeah. D- uh, dung was yeah. big with the ancient Egyptians. Um, donkeys, flies, humans, sources of dung for great healing medicines, according to the ancient Egyptians. Hmm. So no kids, but well, you might have an infection. I could, you might have an infection. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I would want, think it would work. Actually, yeah. yeah I, must say, I don't know work. if I would be engaging in any activity with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh so. God. Um, eliminated in the 12th century. Uh, the two common treatments for hemorrhoids, known then as Saint Fiacre's illness, were to sit on a rock the saint himself once occupied, mm. or, and I imagine you'd have to have a pretty advanced case of hemorrhoids. To consider this, you'd have to monk put a blank into your anus. Hmm. Have a monk? A monk. Specifically, oh, so, gotta be a monk. So a holy gotta, man has to do it. It, can't, it can't be a lady or anything <laughs> well, like that. Well, yeah. I guess uh, there weren't many lady uh Lady monks in the 12th, in yeah. the 12th century, Pre-12th probably. Pre-12th century. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Hmm. Um, I don't know when nuns came into being, but... I don't know either. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah probably around the same time. Maybe like, you know, because the... Oh no, monks make beer, right? <laughs> beer, yeah, 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 beer, yeah. Beer. Oh, that's beer in your butt. Not a bad idea. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. butt chugging. Stevo did that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm now, sure he doesn't have hemorrhoids. No, I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah. But I, who? Stevo from oh. uh, from Jackass. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. He's. Um, yeah. Thought you were referring to a fellow med student. He's a med <laughs> Somebody should really tell him that's not healthy. <laughs> Good old Steve-O. He did miss out, though, on the on the blowing smoke up his ass. Well, he, yeah. He could have could have really could've capitalized really on that. Too young for that one. I hope kids don't start doing that, you know, because our show's so popular, it's just going to catch fire. True. Like, like eating <laughs> probably yeah, so Nobody pods. catches fire. Probably shouldn't be <laughs> suggesting these either. things. <laughs> the first nuns, 529 A.D., oh, from so, a preliminary yeah. Google search. So, okay. It could, they okay. could have had nuns. Okay, so let's say Google's that correct. I, what I read was that it's only monks. Okay. But only monks. I suppose it's nuns not like could nuns get in didn't on the, exist right. at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so beer. I I actually 
I mean, this kind of makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, mm. I don't want to go with anything else because that sounds good. What about like hair, like hair? the monk hair? Like, like, shave it off yeah. the top. Yeah. Shave yeah. off the top. So yeah. just like get a bunch shave of like the hair up there. Monk top hair up your butt. Yeah, like those <laughs> like those tumors that have hair inside them. Yep. Teratomas. Yeah. Oh, teratomas. teratomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teratomas. Precisely. Maybe uh, cushion things with. Uh, you know the books that didn't go well, where they made some sort of error. Mm-hmm. So they like had to a, throw it away because they were writing all the. And they're scribing. Yeah. We're, we're really going down the monk train. Yeah. <laughs> what else do monks do? I'm afraid that you're all wrong. Oh, no. Good. O- oddly, wow. um, it is a red hot iron poker. I was thinking ah. that too. I almost said that. Red hot iron poker Why was my second. Cauterize the bleed. Yeah. yeah. You know, Method Man was, was really like, onto something. That's too <laughs> logical. In the, in the 12th century, the physician Moses. Maimonides May, uh, discovered that a warm bath was a, a better idea. Which that's fair. So speak, uh, talk about like talk about bath. you know mm. uh, studying different interventions. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Right now, it's better to put a hot poker up your ass. But this guy <laughs> has a, an idea about baths. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. Sitting on a rock, though. I mean, just occlude the vessels and. It could, I, right. Seems uncomfortable though. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. pointy is said rock? Yeah. How many people have sat on that rock yeah. <laughs> with them? Is there a time limit? Do multiple people get to sit on it at once? Do they have pants? I have or so no. many questions. Is there a designated rock in the center of the town? Yeah, it's Saint Fiacre's yeah. Rock. You had to travel One to the rock. rock to sit on it. Saint Fiacre. I've never even heard of it. I suppose if they had. He is the patron saint of hemorrhoids. Oh no, he's not. He is. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a patron saint for. There's hey, saint yesterday for was All Saints Day. Today's All Souls Day, so we're pretty timely with this discussion. Except this will come out in a yeah. week. And <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> It'll be passed. All right. Uh, Pass the cosmetic, election. Cosmetic surgery has come a long way, um, but just because it was the 19th century and medicine was pretty barbaric, doesn't mean that there wasn't a demand for cosmetic surgery. In an effort to increase breast size, back then, blank was objected into a lady's bosom, a practice soon abandoned after it was discovered the substance left behind hard, painful lumps. Ooh, Crocodile dung. <laughs> no. Um, Kyle, the answer to everything is not crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how you live your life. It is. But it's it's how I got here. <laughs> yeah, That's the secret, huh? Yep. Personal right. statement. No. <laughs> My life is about crocodile dung. Residency program. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts about uh, the substance? Um, pebbles, rocks. Okay. So, okay, Stones. injecting it in causes. It's hard to inject a, a oh, rock. You're right. Yeah, but, you're right. You know, always pay attention to the stem of the question. <laughs> Lead. Uh, that's how I got injected. <laughs> <laughs> I made my own path, Dave. <laughs> I inject some rocks. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. He really read those admissions uh, questions carefully. Yeah. Depends on what kind of rocks they are. They were like, I like this guy. He just Molten he doesn't pay attention to a damn thing. <laughs> Crack Things rocks. outside the box. <laughs> uh, any thoughts about this substance? Any thoughts at all? Uh, urine. No. No. Mm. Molten lead. Oh, God. You know what? Based on other interventions we've read about today, I feel like it's possible, but that's not it. Wait, so wait, what what, um, era was this? Uh, 19th century. Oh. Oh. Okay. So So maybe some Graham crackers. Resin. (laughs) Is it a a (laughs) graham crackers? Some sort of gel. Like (laughs) Jello. Jello, Jello, yeah. If it gets too cold, it could like harden. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. So I think that's what when back in the day they would have called that gelatin. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm going to inject some (laughs) jello. Wow. Can we do that that impression anymore? No, I I don't don't know. (laughs) No, the the substance, if I may reveal, uh, before we before we get into a <laughs> lot of trouble, was paraffin wax. Mm. Oh, uh, that sounds mm. terrible. The lumps uh, became known as paraffinomas. So, uh, put that mm. in your back pocket if you ever run into it. Yeah, yeah. good to know. Another specialty that has certainly made advances is reproductive medicine. I feel like we've picked mm. on the women a couple of times, and this is the only one I read about for dudes. The burden falls upon women, unfortunately, in mm. historical context but anyway another specialty has made advances reproductive medicine back in the day 
the early 1900s to be exact, one doctor became rich despite not being a doctor. Um, the dudes lined up around the block to have their dude problems cured by him as he implanted blank, blank oh. into their scrotums. Oh. No. What year? What year was this? The early 1900s. Early 1900s. Something radioactive. Oh, is, okay. Is going to be my guess. Plutonium uh, or uh, radium. 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 Yeah, there you go. That it's one. easy to get a hold of. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, but into the scrotum. A good choice. There's two blanks there. Two blanks. Blank. 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 Hot mm. coals. This one Hot is, coals. in a way, obvious. <laughs> everything you say is painful. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think everything um, has been every, painful. I think everything <laughs> I guess like implanted into your scrotum is probably painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, it kind of makes sense in a certain, oh, from a certain limited viewpoint. Horse sperm. Okay. <laughs> oh. You fight, the, you fight the sperm with stronger sperm, right? <laughs> <laughs> fish, fish oil. No, no. Fish oil. Is this like a? Is this a liquid? No. Okay. Mm. See, I was thinking so something no more like a cold, like a. And no, you cannot inject this. Roasted chestnuts. So you have to implant it. <laughs> that seems very roasted chestnuts seems like a possibility. Yeah. And and you're not far off. I have to say, you're not far off with horse sperm. Uh oh. oh. Cow oh. semen. His own sperm. The uh, doctor's sperm. Extra oh. testicles. Oh. oh. Yeah, in fact. <laughs> a third testicle. In fact, you're, you're very, very close. Um, these were goat testicles. Whoa. Oh. Hey. Yeah. What there about you the go. goat? That probably wouldn't work. They didn't need them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Many patients were cured of their fertility problems and erectile dysfunctions because they died and no longer needed to be fertile <laughs> or erect. That'd be a terrible terrible. infection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not so good. Yeah. What what was it about goats, though, that... that Goats are randy. Are they? Yeah. MFers. Okay. Is that is that true? I don't know. I just yeah. sure. <laughs> I was gonna buy it. <laughs> sort of made that up. Fake news, huh, Don? <laughs> on the spot. Well, uh, we'll end on that note today. It's uh, <laughs> thank you, Justin, Madeline, Kyle, Nick. Thanks so much for being here today on this ridiculous no, episode. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, listeners, for making us part of your week. If you like what you heard today, why not subscribe? You can benefit from our habit of answering listener questions. Possibly. <laughs> um, so send your questions or whatever you like to the shortcodes at gmail.com or you can leave us a message at 347-SHORTCT. We'll talk about it on the show. And don't forget to contribute your recipes for med school success by visiting the shortcode.com and clicking the orange send in a recipe button just like Karen did with her breakfast of literal champions. Want to find out what that is? You'll have to wait to figure out what oh, the hell to do with these. And why not right now, while your podcasting app is open, give us some stars and a review. Because we like validation just like the next person. We sure do. Do you want validation, listeners? Do you? Is that something you want? Then give us a review <laughs> because that's the right thing to do. Uh, the show is made it. possible yeah. by getting, getting antagonistic. Spill it, girl. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. Yeah.